0: bards fm podcast this is scott kesterson and tonight you're listening to a conversation with ivan ranklin in honor of january 6th this war is real fighting is everything even though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight, we are going to discuss January 6th. Today's date is 1 January 6th, 2024, and on January 21st, 2024, we experienced the open coup of the government against the people. This is one of the darkest days in our history, in which an organized and orchestrated operation, which we now refer to as January 6th, was set up to lure and bait American people into a trap that led to one of the greatest weaponized PSYOP campaigns ever. To turn America against itself, to take liberals and pit them against MAGA followers, and to seat a level of distrust and hate between one another that is literally unprecedented. This was organized by the FBI, the CIA, and various other agencies within our intelligence and policing community within the federal government, with with plants that were put inside organizations to literally manipulate a war against the people by making it seem as if patriots had somehow tried to siege the capital. This was all done in a model from the Weimar Republic and done in such a way to even visually create the same images of when the Nazis took over Germany. This was a most uh, impressive operation in terms of a color revolution. And it was done textbook to try to make sure that President Trump was forever put under suspicion that MAGA was targeted that allowed greater authorities for DOJ and other or other organizations to target conservative Americans that were absolutely opposed to the tyranny that was about ready to take place. And it was all orchestrated to distract from one of the greatest crimes against humanity ever, ever deployed. And that crime against humanity was the death shot that was now deployed and to use to try to literally wipe out a large pers- section of America and its military. And on this day, there's really nothing to say in positive sense other than there is an awakening in the sense of the, of the damage that's been done is huge. And the damage that's been done now has to be rectified, and the people that have done this have to be brought to justice. And this includes members of every single agency within our government. And there can be no tolerance and no way of getting out. They have to be held to the full letter of the law for what they have done, for the murders they've conducted, for the abuse of American people, physically that they did, for the people that have come in to orchestrate a PSYOP to literally convince America that these people need to be incarcerated. And this is literally tyranny in its worst. And it's in the open. And the worst part about it is there's Americans that truly believe that this is justified. In all of this, there was a great forgetting of what this entire thing represented. Even if people went into the House of Representatives and into Congress. That is the people's house. There's no violation of any of that. But the the main player behind all of this was Nancy Pelosi. And she herself comes from a mafia background with her dad being a mafia don. She knew exactly what was going on. So tonight it's gonna to be a very interesting interview because on the cusp of this, on January 1st of this year, myself, a total of 200, myself included in the signatories, 231 of us signed a letter which demanded military accountability, the accountability of our military for the actions taken to force the COVID shot upon the soldiers. Now what's interesting about this letter is this letter ran out on 1 January and the Pentagon, DOD with their various proxy agents in the cyber community have waged an absolute war against this document to try to prevent its circulation and to try to get it, keep it from distributing into the American public. In spite of that, there's been well over 10 million views of this, and there's been thousands of people online signing the online petition, which is at militaryaccountability.com. This has been a war against 231 people at an unprecedented level to try to convince America that somehow the Pentagon was right in forcing a clot shot, and that those that were signed this letter were somehow conducting mutiny, which is an absolute lie, and it's ridiculous if you have anything any understanding of that term, because the majority of the people on that letter are veterans. But what's important about this is the war that we, it has now been in play, this was, a, this was a counterstrike to all that they've done. And we are setting the tenor for 2024 to let a government know, to let military commanders know, and all of those associated with the COVID shot and eventually even the ripple effect into J6, that we're coming for you. We're not coming for you in violence. We're coming for you in justice. We're coming for you to, to the full letter of the law. And we're coming to hold you accountable for the crimes against humanity and the treason which you've conducted on this country and this nation. This letter has permeated across the rank and file of the military. It has tremendous support within special operations communities. It has tremendous support with the American public. And so it seems very appropriate to bring on Ivan Ranklin tonight, retired Lieutenant Colonel Special Forces, who has literally been a one-man wrecking ball in D.C. as a former intelligence operative, that understands very well how to fight intelligence with and fight with intelligence. He is he is also fighting for J6ers as much as he is fighting, and he is on this letter that I'm, I'm also a co-signer on, or a signatory on. This is a very important time to understand that we're changing the entire tide of this war. This is time for the people to stand up, and we're going to do so. Now tonight, just to start out today, to give you an idea of the magnitude of this treason, the FDA, FBI executed three federal arrest warrants early this morning at a ranch in Groveland, Florida, in Lake County. The subjects taken into custody, this is right from their own post, are January 6th fugitives, Jonathan Daniel Pollock, Olivia Michael Pollock, and Joseph Daniel Hutchinson III. The defendants are scheduled to appear in federal court in Ocala, Florida on Monday, January 8th. No further details concerning their capture are available at this time. The FBI is a rotted and worthless organization anymore. And what they're doing now is they're simply using these SWAT, SWAT tactics to intimidate and to remind people that if you dare speak out against the government, they will pursue you and they will come after you and they will arrest you and they will incarcerate you for as long as they can. I want to start this tonight's show, before we get to the interview, with a very important interview that was done by former Green Beret, I think it's Jeremy Brown. So I want you to hear this. Here we go.
1: My name is Jeremy Brown. I'm a 20-year retired U.S. Army Special Forces Master Sergeant and combat veteran. Currently, I'm a January 6th political prisoner of war and Florida House of Representatives candidate on the ballot in the Tampa Bay area of Florida. I'm coming coming to you today on the 253rd day of my illegal unconstitutional imprisonment to advise and warn the American people that what you are about to see is part of this compromised government's well orchestrated and highly produced lie meant to target the minds and perceptions of the uninformed and misinformed masses with the intent to demonize and dehumanize their opposition. This opposition is not Democrat or Republican, liberal or conservative, left or right, black, white, or brown. Their opponents are anyone that disagrees or even asks questions about their false authority and their anti-American, anti-human, and anti-liberty agenda. Their goal is to take down America and build back better. In a form suitable to their authoritarian utopia dreamland, also known as the Great Reset. Just look around. They are destroying every aspect of what made this the most free and powerful nation on earth. Their goal is to convince us that we are global citizens, not Americans. They are doing this through an order out of chaos strategy, and they are attempting to divide the power of the Americans by turning us against each other. They need us to blame each other so that we don't blame and hold them accountable. And who are them? Bodies of unelected global elites like the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, the United Nations, and many others. They seek to divide us based on race, gender, our children's education, medical mandates, and even the weather. Their gloves are off and they have crossed the Rubicon. Their fake color or cultural revolution has been building for decades, but now it is out in the open for all to see. Those who seek to rule over us must seize total control before you recognize what is going on. But will you recognize it? Will you see it for what it is? Look around you. Look at your children. Look at your supermarket shelves, your gas tank, your life savings, your workplace. Your community, your culture. Do you see it? With all of our everyday problems, why do you think gun control and domestic terrorism are the DC topics of the day? At a time when violent crime and property crime are skyrocketing faster than inflation and gas prices, your government wants you disarmed. While your tax dollars are sending free guns to Ukraine, they want to take your guns away. Why? Think about this statement. When politicians want to take away your guns, that is exactly when you need your guns. And the Founding Fathers knew and lived through this. These criminals know the people are waking up to their corruption and when the lights come on, they'll be the rats and roaches running to hide. What you're going to see tonight is their attempt to fortify their false narrative and they hope to use this as their final justification to pass laws making all of us domestic terrorists. Don't believe me? dug duck, duck, go the terms FBI and school board. Tonight, they're going to scream their lies loudly and often with much Hollywood drama. They hope you will buy it as true. Do not be deceived. Let me be 100% crystal clear. I'm in maximum security jail because the FBI and Department of Justice know I know the truth. They are denying me access to evidence in my case for over eight months now because they fear the truth getting to you. You see, the FBI's Joint Terrorism Task Force attempted to get me to be part of their fraud, but I turned them down. But I recorded them, and after I started exposing them, they had me arrested and planted evidence to keep me held on serious charges. They have had me locked away for 253 days in hopes of shutting me up, but that will never happen. Because they are sloppy, soon I will be free. Once I'm free, I predict they will manufacture a new reason to lock me away, or maybe they will silence me in other ways. But even in death, I have a plan to expose the truth. Tonight, you must watch this so-called investigative hearing and realize what you're watching. A farce. In U.S. Army Pathfinder School, you learn the saying, know what right looks like. This means when you know what right looks like, wrong pops out at you and becomes painfully obvious. I beg of you, learn about my story. I laid out more details in an open letter titled, Don't Do Nothing. Or, You can hear the actual recording of the agents recruiting me at jeremybrowndefense.com. Listen to my side, a 20-year Special Forces combat vet, and compare my account of what happened on January 6th to what you hear and see from these politicians that are responsible for most of the problems in this country and lie to your face for a living. Judge for yourself what rings true to you. God has written the truth on our hearts so that we know it when we see it or hear it. To defeat their lies, you must know them and understand their intent. If if you've never heard my story, maybe you should be wondering why. I am running for office from jail, not to win, but I am running to warn. Tonight, gather your family and friends and watch what is going on. But before it starts, open your Bible to Psalms 34 and 35, and see what God proclaims will be the fate of these liars. Then, watch with a discerning eye and listen closely to their words. Ask yourself tough questions and then seek the truth on your own. Once you find the truth, don't do nothing, because today, America needs us to be Americans. Today, it's time for patriots, not politicians, warriors, not wimps, leaders, not leeches, champions, not cowards. It is time for winter soldiers to defend our republic, not sunshine patriots who profit from its destruction. Evil tells you who they are, and we must believe them. My name is Jeremy Brown. Inmate 1875858, and this is my warning to America. God bless you, your families, and the truth seekers. May God hear our prayers and cries for liberty and justice to be restored. The oppressor, liber, liberty or death.
0: This is a powerful statement, and this is from a man whose special forces who has served his nation mightily and is now being incarcerated because he knows the truth. We're going to begin with a prayer tonight, a prayer for for truth and justice, and we're going to pray for this nation to wake up. We need heroes. Heroes come from hearts that are anchored in strength, in courage, in moral character. So Father God, let us hear our prayers this evening as we begin a process now of awakening in this nation. A tenor that has shifted from the very beginning, from January 1st, where a letter was released with the signatories of 231 people that has now moved into the American public to awaken them and to stand alongside as we now make a statement of clear accountability. That through our faith in you and to the justice that will be brought by the sword of the Spirit and the laws of this land, these traitors, these people who have conducted crimes against humanity will be brought to bear... For the crimes that they have done, Father, we ask that as we move forward, we ask for level hearts and reasonable minds, not to be trigger happy, but to lean into You, to fight this war truly where this war is, to fight it in the realm of the spirit, to pray in, to pray hard, to be those warriors in your in your army, and to listen to everything that we do through Your as You guide us in each and every step. Let us not falter. Let our arms and hands be steady. Let our vision be clear. Let our eyes see the way you need us to see and our ears hear the way you need us to hear. And let us now align together, shoulder to shoulder, side by side, in a wall of the army of Christ that is unbreakable. Guide us, Father, in this hour. We pray for those that are incarcerated. We pray for those that are suffering the hand of tyranny. But we also pray that they hear our voice, that we are coming and they are not forgotten. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. This is our hour. And so tonight, as part of this, I'm bringing to you an interview with a good, my good friend, a brother in Christ, a man who literally puts it all in the line. This is Ivan Ranklin. Patriots, I'm honored today to have, <laughs> I'll tell you, I, he's a wrecking ball. I love wrecking balls, especially when it comes to D.C. This man, retired Lieutenant Colonel Ivan Ranklin, You've heard him before. He's been on the show. Good friend, brother in Christ. Fantastic man. Let me tell you something. This man knows how to drive a bulldozer through the White House, and you don't even know it hit until everybody. all the bodies are laying around. He's fantastic. I love what this guy does. Ivan, good morning. How you doing? <laughs> good morning, Scott. I guess this is going to be the hat trick, right? Oh, it's going to be something because we got a lot to cover today, like this whole letter and everything else.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, where do you want to start? Well, let's start with which part of the crushing the commies and castration of the deep state do you want to begin with? Which component? That's like music to my ear. So you just made me smile. I tell you, this is what
3: (laughs) I like
0: to hear. Uh, Let's start with this letter and let's talk about because I know you had some input on it. And let's just kind of talk about the impetus where you see this coming from. And then we're going to dig into what this letter is doing and so forth. So go ahead.
2: Yeah, I mean, this was brilliantly written. I mean, Rob Green, obviously, you know who he is. And uh, he came to my attention probably a little later in the game because I was looking at it a little bit uh, insider-outsider because I've am in. You know, I been in the reserves. So I got one foot out, barely, and then most of my uh, body out. And as I started digging deeper on who the players were that were going to stand up and push back, he definitely came out as one of the few. And then he, when he published his book, July 4th, 2023, obviously, I immediately read it, and I always go back to for for me, the one that resonated the most, and this is this is context and preparation, obviously, for the letter that motivated him to write this. His depth and understanding of all the issues as it relates to the illegal order of the mandate was far beyond any of the individual disparate court cases that had been filed up to that point. And so when I saw that, and then particularly, If you go back to page 99, now, you know, a little bit about my my background, I've focused more on the the deep state as a collective, right? This one focuses more specifically on nefarious acts of the DOD leadership. But when you take it and look at at it more broadly, it really, you start to see the interconnectivity of all these scum. And I, I think without knowing it, he incorporates it in possibly without knowing it, on page 99, where he talks about Lieutenant Mark Bashaw, who you've had, obviously. And it highlights the fact that it was the Yevgeny Venman, and we're starting to see this now as he's right, running for office and to get immunity, because we're going to come after him, right? In the most peaceful and patriotic manner that he's ever felt in his life. That's how we're going to go after this Venman guy. Oh, you know, but the I think real guy,
0: quick, real quick. You and know, I see something yeah. very similar the amount of pressure you can apply to a person so they don't sleep at night is a magnitude of joy. So I can say
2: it. I revel in it. Mm-hmm. They just keep exposing themselves. Because mm-hmm. no, I like researching and reading, and then as I find another gem, it's like, ooh, another person that we need to shine a couple trillion lumens on and see how they, they react. Mm-hmm. So on that page 99, Yevgeny Venman, the brother, obviously, of Alexander Venman, both lieutenant colonels, Yevgeny being the JAG, Alexander being the foreign area officer, former infantry guy. Uh, Alexander being on the National Security Council, uh, leading Ukraine policy, working with Eric Cheramella, who later who was the CIA detailee at the NSC, working to conduct the whistleblowing campaign. The day after the Robert Mueller investigation, when he testified before Congress and in, in, in his semi-dementia-ridden state. Robert Mueller epically failed, and that's when Adam Schiff and the cabal sprung into action to go ahead and contact John Brennan to contact his boy, Eric Cherimella, probably through John Brennan's former attorney, one of them uh, over at the CIA, a guy by the name of Andrew Bacaj, who was part of the scheme with Mark Zayed, another attorney, to go ahead and create this whistleblow effort to create yet another line of operation for an attempted coup of a sit, you know, duly elected sitting president. Now I say that, I know there's a lot of names there if it's the first time you've heard of this. Let me kind of bring it back. The reason why I say that and kind of broaden it a little bit to the NSC, it is two military officers in while they are right, lieutenant colonel, so mid-senior rank-ish, but the positions that they held are so important because they apply to the whole national security apparatus one being you know, the Ukraine policy component, and the other, on the NSC, the eth- I think he was the ethics attorney. So they coordinated with a guy by the name of the U.S. Intel Communities Inspector General at the time, Michael Atkinson. They changed the rules of the game to where a whistleblower can be a whistleblower, not that they have direct evidence of fraud, waste, and abuse. They changed the rules so that there would be an allowance to be a whistleblower if you had indirect or secondary. And as soon as that policy changed, boom, you all of a sudden have Alexander Vim and, and supported by Yevgeny Vim and to go ahead and weaponize the national security apparatus once again against a duly elected president. And then what happens after that shakes out, after impeachment, uh, the first attempted impeachment by Congress? led by who was the lead impeachment person and then the lead impeachment manager, Adam Schiff. Where did those two colonels go? Well, Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Venman goes ahead and retires. His brother, Yevgeny, goes over to Aberdeen Proving Ground as the staff judge advocate. And from that perch, he starts to work the whole weaponization against those that wanted to push back against the unlawful COVID-19, also known as the CCP-19, emer- illegal emergency use authorized product mandate. And that was Lieutenant Mark Bashaw was the first tip of the spear to essentially advise everybody within and without his chain of command, everybody as as much as he could within his power. And what did Evgeny Vinman do? He went ahead and advised Major General Edmondson to court-martial, Lieutenant Mark Bashaw, so that Mister Bashaw, Lieutenant Bashaw, would not be able to expose the COVID con known as COVID coercion and mandate molestation.
0: But also, now we're in the also middle, known as
2: the death flipping. shot, by the way. Also known
0: as death right. Shot. So it just the because I want shot, to qualify this, shot. right? Because we have to, the, the man,
2: we, yeah. The, well,
0: we sorry. have to qualify this, at, and I, and we're going to get there. But every one of these people that's in, involved in this is complicit with murder. So keep going.
2: Absolutely. I'm going to only amplify what you said. I'm going to aggressively agree in the sense that I sometimes coin it, depending on what happened to the individual, it was the myocarditis making injection, right? The heart explosion DNA mutilation uh, substance, if it was the Moderna variant or the Pfizer fail variant. Now, in the instance of the J&J traditional um injection that would only basically in most instances be considered the not I mean obviously not the DNA mutilation product but it still was the myocarditis making heart exploding death jab so the death jab does apply to all three of those particular companies' products so going back to lieutenant mark bashaw as he's trying to do his job and advise his leadership of essentially what's known as CCIR, Commander's Critical Information Requirements, that this product is actually not safe, not effective, and actually more so, it is toxic and having a negative impact on the force, not only physiologically, as people are being forced into taking it illegally, but also those critical thinkers, not only Mark Bashaw, but the thousands and tens of thousands. And now three years, two years later, the hundreds of thousands of us in and out of the force know it to be unsafe, know it to be ineffective, and know it to be actually a risk so much greater than any sort of benefit and reward that it receives. Coupled with all the Twitter files, releases, and all the exposure, I would say at this point, Scott, I would not be surprised if we're at 80 to 90 percent of those currently serving, if not more, regret having been coerced into the shot. And that's why this letter is so important because it's really, it's not a, like Brad Miller said, this is not addressed to the 18 senior failures over at the DOD. This is addressed to society writ large, to let them know there's enough of us that are gonna auto correct and body check this lawlessness. And it's not only the 231 of us that have signed it. I'm glad to see your name on here as well an honor to be here with you know with you signing on this thing, but there's enough of us that are, will publicly come out 231 that does not even factor in the 100X at a minimum that are in the force, ready, willing, and able to assist with the autocorrect as soon as they touch one of us. If these guys do anything to one of the 231, I'm gonna give my, as a former intelligence analyst, my analytic assessment with the highest degree of confidence, I am almost certain that the response will be so overwhelming, it will be regretted by not only those 18, but every single person from top down, down to the lowest corporal that coerced another military service member into injecting this EUA illegal mandated product, they're gonna face immediate consequences. Again, my assessment, and I've been pretty accurate, up to this point, in my career. Oh boy, you just, that's just like music. It's morning music.
0: So <laughs> people don't know we're and recording, again, we're recording this on a Saturday morning. So I just need to say this: we're recording <laughs> this on a Saturday morning. It's a little after six a.m. here, and it's a little after nine a.m. there. And I'm sitting here and listening to this, and it's like a symphony displayed. It's beautiful. The orchestra. <laughs> we have tier one lining up, and tier two and tier three, and we have we have the orchestra of joy. Of watching every one of these monsters being rounded up. All right,
2: let me sing a couple of uh, phrases here.
0: Oh, please! Since This are serenading we're me. in some music. You are serenading a me. A couple this
2: of components of this declaration of military accountability that really resonated with me, other than the the public naming and shaming of these scum.
0: That was beautiful, by general the way, General oh, Nicely done. I don't know you.
2: Know, I don't know if you know the background. You, I think you do, but there were several general and flag officers that were contacted, and this is maybe for those listening in, a little insider baseball. Some of the, there were general and flag officers contacted to review this and were asked if they would be willing to sign this. There were several that said that they would if those names were not listed. Well, guess who, uh, guess what happened, folks? Though there's not a single flag or general officer that is signing onto this publicly facing document. Because guess what? It is imperative that they be named. And you know what? The next version of this, I might have to publish it. I think I saw it out there somewhere. We're gonna put faces to names. And I might even do a little substack highlight on each one of these that are listed in the Declaration of Military Accountability so that people know what they look like, where they're currently serving. Just provide all publicly available information in the event that they may know who they are, and as more and more people read and understand the Declaration of Military Accountability and sign on to it with the petition on the website, they're going to be like, wait, that's my neighbor. Oh, wait, I know that guy. We, uh, we, we go to this club together or their, their kids go or, or, or to church or this and that. And then then they get to be confronted by their community in person. I think that's going to be nice. But going back to my little song here, which you signed on as well, not my song, but our song.
0: It is our song.
2: We promise to exhaust all moral, ethical, and legal means to restore the rule of law, and we'll begin by attempting to hold senior military leaders accountable. And I want to, if you can give me an opportunity, I want to play an audio clip of Tucker Carlson's interview of Brett Weinstein yesterday. It's about one minute long. That's so on point to our discussion. Can I do that, Scott?
0: Yeah, let me see. I think I have to set up sharing on this. Go ahead and try. If it doesn't work, you can send me the clip, and I'll put it in right here, okay?
2: No, I I have it right here on my phone, and I'll just bring it up to the microphone. and It should do the job.
0: I'm going to have you send it to me anyway, okay, because I'll probably
2: cut it in. Okay, so here we go. And I posted it on my Twitter and I call it the essence of Tucker Carlson's interview with Brett Weinstein is captured in this one minute. All of the competent people. Let me
4: back up. So I call the force that we're up against Goliath just so I remember what the battle is. Goliath made a terrible mistake and it made it most egregiously during COVID, which is it took All of the competent people took all of the courageous people and it shoved them out of the institutions where they were hanging on. It created, in so doing, the dream team. Created every player you could possibly want on your team to fight some historic battle against a terrible evil. All of those people are now at least somewhat awake They've now been picked on by the same enemy. And yeah, all right, we're outgunned. It has a tremendous amount of power, but but we've got all of the people who know how to think. So I hate to say it, or maybe I like to say it, but I don't think
2: it's a slam dunk, but I like our.
4: So I call And it. he's
2: referring to the competent and courageous dream team that he's referring to are Rob Green, Brad Miller. Doc Pete Chambers, Sam Shoemate, Lieutenant Mark Bashaw, Johnny Franks, Jordan Carr, Brianna Cespedes, Colonel Teresa Long, and so on and so forth, Scott Kesterson. And there's about another, like I said, total that signed 231 are the Dream Team, but it's not only them. It's the 13, I think it's now 14, maybe 1,000 that have signed on at militaryaccountability.com. So the the dream team is assembling and it's only growing. And I'm starting to see people that hadn't reached out to me in a very long time. And as people watch these different interviews that we do, they're seeing that the the ship is sinking. What they thought was going to be the right move, they need to move off of the losing team. And the losing team is currently technically in control of the levers of power. And we're starting to see that massive shift. And I'm glad that Tucker gets it. And he conveys it so well through his guests. Yes, he does. You know, there's something
0: about this letter that is really amazing. And I'm just kind of looking at the range of things. we talked about this at the beginning. And I think this is a good way to really dig deep into this. The Epstein flight logs come on board and they get released. And that should be toxic mm-hmm. to them. And they're released, and with within range. There's not a ton of cyber banning on this. this. This material is getting pretty good traction on the web. I'm reading a report here, and somebody else got intimidated, but whatever, that's normal. Intimidation's their game. That's all they know. But the bigger part of this is that this letter comes out with 231 signatures. And that 231 signatures leads to a full court press to get it removed from the web, to get every place that that letter is up removed, which you know, of course, it's not going to happen because they're not that good. They're good, but not that good. Especially mm. when you get because
2: We're the because de- we're the dream team.
0: Right. Well, I'm, and I'm laughing because it's like, I, I have to honestly say this, and, I, and I'm not in any way speaking this from pride or arrogance. I do look at these people and I'm like, you are so predictable and you're so stupid. Seriously. Because y- you can't think out of your own structured box of hate. I'll wage war against that any day, any day. And so we're waging war against them and it's waking up people because we've got numbers and it's moving. And so here you have a, a flight log that should expose criminality and all the people out there. And it ends up being like this academic discussion, which is re- ridiculous. It's kind of like, well, maybe he did, or maybe he had an association with this. This letter comes out and holds people accountable and it's like you walked in and literally just like poured cat urine in their, in their Wheaties. They, they go crazy. <laughs> right. And I'm like, you're too polite. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm sitting here going, okay, this tells me something. And, and here's how I presented it on the show the other night. And I, and I'll let you take it. I know there's, you know, there's a, there's a structured release to some of this, but this was unstructured for number one. Number two, my general feeling on this is when we start running the rabbit hole and I did it the other night and you start to look at what accountability means in the DOD, which takes you into the military industrial complex, which takes you into the 17 intelligence agencies, which takes you into oops, Ukraine, oops, Israel, oops, Mossad. You start to look at this and what's the common theme behind all of this. And I guarantee you every road will lead here. Child sex trafficking it'll get there because Mossad's running the largest child sex trafficking network in the world and it ties to every one of those fools is blackmailed. But then that's just conjecture
2: in my opinion. Go ahead, take it. No, oh, there's a lot there. that got to, we got to unravel. So, so the, the analysis between, or kind of just juxtaposing what they do with the Epstein flight log or the, the file, right? The names. I mean, they've had how many years to go ahead and manage that slow roll release, so that they could set up mechanisms to be able to defend themselves when that did take place. And you're telling me that when it was finally released, remember it was supposed to release at first, and then they had to knock out some other things before the release occurred. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a slow walk, negotiated, mm, managed release, and that's why they're allowing it to to be out there. It's just a have people consume something where there's not going to be accountability on the contrary, with this letter, do you think anybody in the Pentagon expected on January 1st at 4. AM to receive this letter never before in our nation's history, have we seen something of this magnitude with this number of signatories of rank and file from Colonel all the way down to the lowest soldier, right? to include family members and veterans. It's an entire ecosystem of those of us that have spent, and me personally, 25 years in what you call that military industrial complex, as well as the intel community that you touched on. Uh, Me and the rest of us combined in this, the 231, the 8,500 involuntary veterans, the 80,000 of us, to include myself, that left early, before we had originally planned to. That is institutional knowledge combined with courage, combined with competence that the current institutions do not have. And so it's a massive threat. In order for them to buy time to respond to what just occurred, like you said, we uh, urinated in their Wheaties. I think we just defecated on all of them and then smeared it all over. And they, haven't even woken up yet from their slumber of new year's. So just like when you're fighting a war or battle, you know, you got ENT and BMNT beginning midnight nautical twilight. You want to conduct your attack just as just before the moonlight comes up so that the enemy has no clue where you are. And then boom, this was obviously in early stages, but having said that, For the haters out there, is this a war? Yeah, this is fifth-generation warfare. But again, we're conducting it by exhausting all moral, ethical, and legal means. And the reason why they have ignored it up to this point and haven't responded is because their only response is, oh, no, we want to violate your First Amendment and religious freedoms. No, no, no. We need to defend and— and continue to violate the Fifth Amendment due process of our service members. No, we need to continue to violate the informed consent requirement in the EUA uh, laws as it relates to emergency use authorized products and so on and so forth. The problem is, is that those same failures, the failureship at the DOD all the way down, they were the ones that blindly, like sheep, Listen to the FB lies curated, manipulated, doctored information on big tech, big media, and through the institutions that coerced them into believing this thing was safe and effective. And they had to do everything in their power to force, inject using the authority that they never had. So now they're reeling. And they they know that society is turning against them because. Society was not complicit in all of this. There was only a few hundred folks, maximum a thousand, that were involved in the total decay, rot, and destruction of our constitutional order.
0: I think you're being kind. A comment forum, I, and so I just I want to be I want to be clear. I think you're being kind on the last numbers. I think you're being highly conservative, and this is why I say this. And this is where I take this because I don't think we can restore this nation unless we do what I'm about ready to say. I get the instigators, and there's always a few. And it never takes a lot in a well-organized operation. It, matter of fact, one of the great bits of advice given to me in my early training was, if you do an operation right, it'll be two or three of you sitting around in a quiet room toasting with a single shot of whiskey knowing that you just changed the world. I mean, I get that. Mm-hmm. But let me put this in a different way, because I think it. My this is what I say on the show and I'm going to continue to say it, and it includes, it goes from Border Patrol up to D.C. If you are in a position violating the Constitution,
3: Mm -hmm.
0: and if you have come to a place in your life where you've decided the following rules and not abiding by your oath is the way that you're going to be walking, you will be held accountable under the laws of treason. And that means we're into Mm -hmm. millions because our government is full of spineless fools, they love to sit at desks or obey orders and do nothing, and claim that they can't because a union said so, because somebody said that they can't, because a rule came down that's illegal, and they obi they abide by that, and that's not their role as public servants serving we the people. So, I understand the instigators, and there's no question that they we deserve the fullest. Punishment to the law that is allowed under treason and crimes against humanity, because this was instigated attempt to kill, murder, and maim a large percentage of this population and gut our military. There's no question about that. The side of this, though, are those that went along with it and didn't say anything, didn't do the Mark Bishaw statement to stand up and do what's right. And so when you put my name on the 231, I'm one of these that's saying we're going to see to this end total and complete justice for this nation. And that includes, and I say this regularly, that includes the preschool teacher that encourages a a toddler to take a shot. And when we get to that point where you have local county trials going on, Mm -hmm. holding these people to the extent of the law of crimes against humanity and treason, that's when this nation finally gets back on its feet.
2: Yes, no, I agree with that. I think uh, I just probably didn't clarify it enough, the core group, right? The core group here in DC and 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 gl- we know them, the global players, there's only a few hundred and they're the ones that essentially dupe the, the second tier that were complicit that you're talking about. But the, they're just as, a, they need to see that seek accountability as well because they can't just blindly follow like lemmings. They need to understand that they need to be critical thinkers. They're responsible for the people under their charge. And for that reason, they can't blame it on the and say, oh, I was being a good little Nazi. No, good little Nazis face the same consequences as bad little Nazis. So we're coming for you. Now, this is going to be a decades and generational uh, endeavor. Uh, As we basically, I think we pretty uh, clearly articulate that in the letter. So for me personally, hopefully I I have uh, another several decades in me to guarantee that there will be consequences for those that conducted this criminal activity. And then my kids are old enough now to understand what's going on. So they're going to carry the torch as well. And I'll pray to make sure that they and help and guide them to make sure that their generation will continue this path. Because if we create maximum consequence for these criminal actors, starting with the DOD, I think history will create the precedent necessary for at least a couple more generations similar to how we saw in the 40, 1940s, so that it doesn't happen again at least for another few generations.
0: Well it's gotta go farther than that in my opinion. I hear what you're saying in for a few generations. This thing has to be so burned into everything, including the way we teach our children what's in, in every textbook It has to start at preschool to like, oh, let's show what a bad guy looks like. Well, his, he looks like Millie. Well, yeah. This is what the face of a bad
2: guy looks like, a fat turd up here. Wearing school a uniform. school board member that voted to put a face toilet and asphyxiate you as a child. Correct. The same school board member that received a bribe in order to go ahead and promote your bodily mutilation because they weren't successful in murdering you in the womb and they weren't successful in post-birth murdering you. And so then they opted to go ahead and try to convince you to mutilate yourself so that there would be another revenue stream for big pharma to go ahead and start lopping off parts of your body and then giving you medicine in order for you to maintain some semblance of a chemical balance with that new, newly mutilated body. Yeah, we're coming for all of them. I agree, Scott. I agree. So, I But you. we need more of us because right now, and we're going to have more of us, We got the 231, we got the 8,500 involuntary veterans. We have the 80,000 is my estimate. uh, And it's been out there 60 to 80,000 that are basically uh, left early from the force. I think that's a really good start if all of us get involved and start to take over our institutions at the county clerk, county school board, county uh, executive level, and then on the way to mayors throughout the country to state attorneys general, sheriffs. Can you imagine if, the eight, those numbers that I just mentioned, we take over all 3,143 county sheriffs, prosecutors, judges, and county executive offices. I'm, What's going right. to happen to your, just to use as an example, Major General Edmondson? Let's say he lives off, just as an example, he lives maybe off base, maybe on base, right? But for those that live off base, guess what? I'm gonna come knocking on his door and conduct a nice little raid and a swatting lawfully under my authorities as sheriff because he lives in my county because I have clear evidence of him of him violating not only constitutional rights, but there's going to be evidence of those that are under that were under his command that had been injured. That's battery that had died from the shot. That's murder. So then we go after him for murder. Imagine every county and county equivalent in the country. We don't really need a federal response to this because right now we don't have that mechanism, but what we can do in the, when I say short term in the one to two, within the three year short term, we can start making that happen. It's not too difficult to become a sheriff. There's not that much, you know, it's a small seat that you're seeking. And in some instances, some of these places we're going to, for those that like me are skeptical of the electoral system, there are more and more counties throughout the country that are going to paper ballot. And the more that happens, the more consent of the governed you have and the more authority and bold authority that can be then placed on your sheriff, on your district attorney, and then subsequently on your attorney general to then go – after every single person listed here from top all the way down to that school board member that voted to conduct child and child endangerment asphyxiation and so on and so battery assault with the products that they pushed on all of us hmm. illegally so we're putting you ahead of, of DOJ <laughs> Um, and people ask me a lot, like what, what what position I would like to have. There's only one position that I'm running for, and that's the Secretary of Retribution. <laughs> I love you, man. That's so awesome. I like this already, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean it. I would love to see, and imagine this, in an ideal world, we take over our federal institutions, Senate. House, when I say we, I don't care what party you labor yourself at. If you're going to be a law-abiding patriot, I don't care what label you want to put yourself on. So we take over the Senate, the House, and the White House. Then you have sufficient votes to create a new position. I know I've heard people say, you know, Office of Truth and Reconciliation. Let's call that secret the Department of Retribution. And in that department... Uh, just so that people know where I stand on this, the very first act I would do, maybe back to back, basically, within the first one, would be hire every single January 6th defendant, okay? They would be part of the research team, you know, to identify who needs to be scrutinized. And then number two, every single one of these folks, the 8,500 involuntary vets, the 80,000 that we talked about, those that are still in. Remember, you and I and our networks and the people that you've interviewed, we kind of know a good range of those that have been recently kicked out that are from tier one special operations units in the number one most capable counterterrorism organization on the planet that are like-minded, patriots, I would offer them right of first refusal to be hired as the action arm of the department of retribution. And then the third arm would be all of the independent media platforms that were spitting truth amidst all the censorship will be grouped, uh, and advised any time that there would be a raid conducted in order to ensure that justice is served, they would get, the target would get the Roger Stone, Mike Lindell, Steve Bannon, John Eastman, Peter Navarro, Mike Flynn treatment, because we have the precedence for it. Meaning they're gonna have a camera crew live streaming at a minimum as we conduct the raid utilizing the most capable men with decades of experience to go ahead and enforce the law so that we see we pursue accountability maximally
0: this is good all right so i'm going to lead you to this place and watch this because this was my theory the other night
3: Mm -hmm.
0: not really my theory it's it's my the proposed of how to change the military quickly, and I I, I don't just say this because I truly believe what I'm going to say, okay? And that you are the mm-hmm. man to take this idea, and if you like it, you you would you would know how to run with it, okay? <laughs> yeah. Listening, and and this is why I enjoy putting it out in the public because hopefully, this idea that I'm about to show, share with you will seed into the nightmares of people like Finman and Millie, and I would enjoy that too immensely. And McChrystal, by the way, who's part of the AI group that went after Trump with his AI company, who is now part of censoring people for putting this letter out. What a disappointment to say that nicely. Okay. Military will always follow the lead of special operations. It's the way it works. Special operations on point. You know that as well as I do. If they get a new uniform, the military eventually will get a new uniform. If they get a new rifle, eventually the military will get a new rifle. They're the cutting edge of all technologies they're the cutting edge of operational techniques. It's where TTPs are evolved and they push across the force. It's where the entire concept of strategies for war evolve. Okay. This entire letter, this 231, holding accountable, in the end of the day, has to get into our military's system. It's, it has to get back into its bloodstream and its DNA. And it has to start having action within our our rank and file to legally stress this and critically important to legally start holding these commanders accountable from within. That's not a coup that's using UCMJ properly with bold jags and proper commanders. They will step up and say enough is enough. There's one organization that is fully equipped, capable and ready to do that within. And they are now a branch. They're not subject to the under underbelly of the army. And that's SOCOM. And so I spoke about this the other night and I've asked people to pray on this because if you take SOCOM with all of its full robust capabilities from targeting to UW, to covert, to everything they have, intelligence, surveillance, all of these capabilities, and they have the best JAGs or had the best JAGs ever. If you get one commander to work with one JAG, to work with a team, to put together the first case in the military. They would hold an officer accountable, court-martial him for treason and all the consequences that come with that. That one shift, that one case would ripple across the entire army and you would see a transformation of our military from this woke, let me cut off your nuts, wear a skirt military, to literally be transformed in probably a year or less.
2: I throw it to you. As you're saying that, I'm pulling up my Rolodex. And I'm sending a note. Have you seen the letter? Question mark. And I would say that this person would be able to facilitate that. Thank you for that idea. I'll be working that today along with all the J6 stuff. Mr. Kesterson. Very nice. That's all I'll <laughs> say for now. <laughs> I'm glad I could provide you.
0: Yeah. This is like your favorite <laughs> breakfast just
2: got served, right? Yeah. And I already have been sending it out just a little bit because I wanted to see the public response for first. And I think next week, depending on, I, I don't want to jinx it, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. But, when but this, is where this s- gets out to the broader public, mm-hmm. I think they'll have no option. Because society writ large is going to demand it. They're going to be starving for justice.
0: We pivot this military. This game is over. And that's the thing is we bring the military back under control of we the people
2: legally and peacefully, And which that's is exactly what we're doing. That's why, remember towards the end in 2020, remember that nothing but suckers and chumps, bogus article. Mm -hmm. They had to do that because the most capable and well-funded institution on the planet is the Department of Defense. And when that Department of Defense is fully on board and supporting its commander-in-chief, that's power and influence. When you can undermine that as they did, it makes it somewhat, at least initially plausible, for some of those rag and to believe that it was a legitimate election. But that veneer has been, lo- uh, it has been gone day in, day out these last three years. The last poll they did about a year, year and a half ago on, you know, who thinks it was on the up and up of the election? 70, over, like, I think it was 72, 74%. They said, no, there was at least some level of of shenanigans and fraud. 12 to 18 months later with the Twitter files, CTI files, all the public exposure, Tucker now garnering up to 500 million views on his content. Yeah, I'd say that number is more way beyond three quarters. And when you get beyond three quarters, 75%, you change constitutions with those numbers. You change the way the country runs. Now we can still salvage our current constitutional order, but with those numbers, I mean, three quarters of the state's legislatures can create amendments or just change the constitution wholesale if it's not working for us. So I think we're at that point where no one buys into the Chinese Communist Party's ambassador that's squatting in our White House, Mr. Biden. And so these globalist players are trying to figure out a mechanism where they can maintain that military industrial complex. Avoid accountability by creating the veneer for the lemmings of society to think that, oh yeah, there was a change and, Because at this point, there's no way this guy survives a second term, whether it be mentally, physically, or um, in terms of support, right? So they have to put someone in his place that will protect the established order. In worst case scenario, they'll put someone in to be yet another handler of the commander in chief via vice presidency, as was done in Trump's first term. So I know I go, I went on a tangent there a little bit, but I think that's important to note to contextualize how important the department of defense and that institution is not only to the United States, but globally. And we're looking at what almost a trillion dollars a year. when you look at all the additional funds wasted over to Ukraine and other areas, uh, in addition to the base NDAA, a trillion dollars annually. And then when you look at the entire federal budget, we're looking at six plus trillion dollars a year. So when you can control the presidency, if you're a global player, billionaire, et cetera, you're looking at one arm. If you can control the speakership, the Senate majority leader and the presidency, those three offices, you can control for two years, right? Cause they're usually two year positions in the house and the Senate, then guess what? You get to control $12 trillion, $13 trillion, right? Times two and then times four, $20, $25 trillion on how it's allocated and if it goes into your pocket or not. And so control of that DOD, if, if there's no trust within the entire broader DOD of its leadership and above that, it becomes a very precarious situation.
0: That's an understatement. We have got intelligence agencies that are pulling strings at levels that are typically outside the limit of DOD. And this gets into the fringe of military industrial complex, which they come in that way. Nasty little agencies like InQtel, that the agency uses all the time to incubate its little creators of terror for the U.S. public, calling it intelligence or capabilities that we need for future wars. We have all sorts of things like this rooted around. Um, Flynn was developing something which I think was ultimately why they went after him, my personal opinion. And, I, and it was not what we think. I always think people look at it that they went after him because he was with Trump. I don't think that was the case. I think that what they were upset up with Flynn was doing is he was creating DIA as a military, a U.S. military asset to replace the CIA. And I think that what he was doing, including creating covert capability, with his coex, and everything else that he was doing downrange his whole concept of how to work intelligence locally to build a strategic effect and how to deploy and create a network of clandestine operators out of DIA, not CIA. My personal opinion is, is that's what put the mark on him, because the CIA was so deeply embedded and infiltrated into our government that they knew that what Flynn was creating was a capability that would be able to root them out because they would be morally
2: correct and i think, I think that, it's brought I, I think it's much broader than that in the sense that when you look at i think uh, the clearest indication of my assessment of that is have you had a chance to see the trailer for his upcoming movie no i have not if you can pull that up Flynmovie.com. and i'm not sure if it'll play well just for the audio um we can try it if you'd like I'll see. But at the very end, it's Flynnmovie.com. It's 60, it's like a minute. At the very end, it encapsulates essentially his core values and ethos as it applies to this problem set. All right. So Speak truth to power at all costs.
0: All right. Let me play this, and you may not be able to hear it, but let me play this. Okay. But it will record on my end. Okay. So let me mm-hmm. play
4: this. Or any regrets that you have in
1: life? I I should sit here and say, yeah, I got a lot of, yeah, you know, I got a lot of regrets. But when I look back on my life, and I understand the lives that were lost, I mean, I'm sitting here, with and I can tell my story. <laughs> one the most respected generals was, by
2: definition, the most
0: So that's a little bit short. On information,
2: by the way, whoever's doing that audio needs to tone, uh, tone the audio down. Yeah, the I mean, that's down. a teaser. And I don't, if you're just listening in on it, it doesn't have that impact. So two things for the you know listening audience that okay. I want to highlight before you, for those that haven't seen it yet, is as you watch that, there's a component there where there's a little pamphlet that he brings in, into the frame. Mm-hmm. And it's called fixing Intel. If you have not read that, that will help explain, it says fixing Intel, a blueprint for making intelligence relevant to Afghanistan. That right there is when he came out publicly because the institutions were not working and he called out the entire Intel community and, and its failure and support for the uh, effort in Afghanistan through this publication. He remained in place, was not you know, relieved. But that was the first time that really publicly came out and spoke truth to power. And I heard through the grapevine that the name of the documentary movie that were floating around it might have been called The Blueprint, as a basis from that. And then the last frame basically is the title. It says Flynn deliver the truth, whatever the cost. And then with the target sign on the word truth. And so we've seen that. 2010, he publishes this. 2012, he becomes the director of the DIA. 2014, he speaks truth, whatever the cost, when he's testifying before Congress at the annual threat hearing. By his side are Comey, director of the FBI, Clapper, director of national intelligence, and Brennan, director of the CIA. Berlin's the only one that comes out and says, you know what, ISIS? Yeah, that's not a JV team. And by him calling out what the policymakers w- wanted him to not say was the beginning of his re- uh, forced resignation is be- because he called out truth to power. And then because he was in a position, remember, he was not only the director of the DIA, he was the deputy director of national intelligence for partner engagement over at DNI before that, which is the policy shop at the DNI responsible for coordinating and synchronizing all intelligence and law enforcement efforts for security purposes globally with our partners, nationally, state and local tribal. So think all 3,143 counties and counties equivalents that have a law enforcement intel arm with strategic impact. He understands the constitutional order better than anybody in the system through his positions. Because I think that was a second, first or second person to even hold that seat. And he led the largest intel organization, I believe, on the planet. And so when you have that level of understanding, experience, and not only knowledge of the system, but the people in it and the relationships, and you start to expose them for corruption and rot, you come in there with not a veneer of credibility, you come in there with absolute authority to be able to know who to ask a question about and what questions to ask to then be able to uncover your maybe initially allegations or ideations of corrupt fraud, waste, and abuse. And when you're the national security advisor, you're at the tippy top to be able to expose everything, both political parties. And he had no loyalties, and neither did e- neither political party have any leverage over him. And that's why he was the Uniparty's biggest threat. I say again, because he knew the people and he knew the questions to ask if he didn't know something. And he had the people to confirm what, you know, basically ops test if he were to ask those that he was suspicious of. Uh, whether or not they were answering truthfully or not, and that's why he had to be the first one to be taken out. That's my assessment. I think you're right. founded on many years of looking at this problem set. There's um,
0: I don't there's a post I want to read to you, and I think
2: that it hits at the core. And oh, as I real quick, let me just say this. Mm-hmm. And most of those that went after him, I have them listed. And that's the list that I put out two days ago on Infowars, Alex Jones show. It's the deep state target list. That's not everybody. It's the broader deep state target list. Starting with the 39 that unmasked General Flynn. The 51 that provided cover for the Biden criminal syndicate laptop. There's actually 60, 51 named, nine unnamed. And then as you go down the list, that's when you start to bring in your Venmans. And then those Venmans and their relationships with other senior officials within the Pentagon. It would be very nice if Elon Musk released all the DMs for the people on my list that have a Twitter account. That's how we shine several trillion lumens on these scum. And then America sees and those in our institutions see, you know, they're just grinding, right? We're doing their job, just, you know, doing what they're responsible for. But when they see their leaders pronounce failureship is doing what they were doing with raw, full stop evidence, communicating it with the wanton disregard for anybody else's rights, you know, that, that, that term avaricious corruption, In that opening paragraph is so precise. That word. The complete destruction, mutilation of any sort of moral principle, like avaricious, just a hundred percent corruption. When they see that and they've been trying to grind and put food on the table honestly, fairly, as you're working in the Department of Defense, as you're a soldier, airman, sailor, marine. Coasty in some instances, as it applies to Title 10 authorities and then Space Force. 90 plus percent of the force, when they see this, is going to be so disgusted with what they see, they're going to join us in this declaration. There's no other way. At the beginning,
0: early on in this conversation today, We talked about accountability and how far it would reach and why I think this letter ultimately is so dangerous. And, I mean, Flynn himself has publicly stated that every one of these congressmen is blackmailed because they do these CODEL trips and they end up getting blackmailed for typically with sex with children. It's that pervasive. That's not my words, that's his. So, I mean, my research led to the same way. But I want to read this to you because I think this is even another level of darkness that they're afraid of being exposed. It says this quote coming for a better life, meaning the migration issues is our, our immigration is our new safe and effective mega lie is a coordinated military operation. It is not the first time in history. A government has hired an army when they knew the citizens would unite against their own government. Here's, here's the deal. This flow of fighting-age males and the replacement strategy of trying to sterilize and kill off a nation and bring in people that will birth their way in that know nothing about the Constitution, providing them fast-track to citizenship. These military defense contractors that are currently already signing in ink the contracts after they've been moving these people into the country and are now signing the ink contracts, and it's happening right now, to fly them out when there's a change in leadership. These people are really... If you want to talk about scum, they're the scum of the earth. There is no possible way that this organization, this ability to move people using private ports of entry, using at-night cover, getting big bus companies to silence their employees from speaking. I could go on the list. There is no possible way that didn't happen with massive coordination and massive compliance. And that includes unions. Because that takes us right back to World War II when the unions literally took over the docks to ensure that the flow of goods and services would go overseas. We are talking about a level of corruption in this that will blow most people's minds. And so I think when we start talking about a letter that says accountability with 231 signatures, a letter that should not, by nature, rock the world, and and I sent you in your email or in your text and signal, an example of why I say that, because I did a letter in 2016. We did it with 100-plus special operations vets. We endorsed Flynn. Some of those guys were active duty at Tier 1. I led that effort. So I'm very familiar with a letter and how it can get traction. But this one has shaken them because we're dealing with accountability and criminality that is far beyond just COVID. COVID is bad. I'm not even suggesting it's anything less than horrible. It's a crime against humanity to try to kill off and as, as the Bible says, we then have the obligation to protect our orphans and our widows. Why? Because crazies like this do stuff like this, apparently, over history and time. They try to take out the men. But this is worse. Because now to cover their crime, they're involved in actively bringing in an active military force. And they're using their assets, their contracts, and our money to do it. And it isn't just a couple guys at the CIA. This thing is across the entire Department of Defense because it is the assets that they're using and the coordination and cover that they're doing, using military bases to jump off. This is
2: insane. That's what I think you're getting and it, at. And that's why Rob's choice of word, I'm going to go back to avaricious corruption. For many people as I read through it, they're not very familiar with that. It's pretty simple. It's It's defined as having... Or showing an extreme greed for wealth or material gain. And I'll add on to that to say without regard to any legal, moral, or ethical principle extreme greed for wealth or material gain and they're doing that by in destroying our institutions and our constitutional order Yes, because all they want to make sure is I want to have my you know, nice car. I want to have my pension. That's why I have so much respect for Brad Miller for what he did. You can't buy him off, he just proved it. And many others. Have you been to the mall in Reston? I'm sure you have.
0: You, you could not have. Tyson's not been. Galleria. Tyson's Galleria. It is per capita the wealthiest community in the country, it exceeds Hollywood. One of the few malls you'll go to where you actually find things like Lamborghinis and Rolls Royce sitting on display as if everyone's going to walk up and use their credit card to buy it. The mall that's completely composed of the highest level name brands and it's separate, built separately on a separate piece of land across the street from the main wall. Mm -hmm. That entire mall with people is tied to a Ritz-Carlton. And that Ritz-Carlton is what, is what houses these elite nation-state players that the CIA rolls in or State Department rolls in, since that's their proxy of the CIA anyway these days. And they whine and dine them.
2: <laughs> You're more on point than you know.
0: <laughs> oh, I know what I'm talking about here. <laughs> and they roll in there and give them this, like, unlimited spending account to go out there and buy whatever they want, whether it's mom or they want to buy some sort of fashion design like Gucci. And it's all right there. And it's all paid for by U.S. taxpayer dollars. Why we have people out here that are living on the street, can't afford even to put food in their mouth. Our CIA is whining and dining these fools. And those are the same people involved in this cover up, the same people that are using their assets to move illegals into this country so they can protect their little fiefdom.
2: That's why it was so important for them. Can you imagine an immediate second term for Trump? there would be immediate consequences. This accountability would have been already been had the first few months. And that's why they're doing everything in their power to make sure that that does not take place because we're coming for them. I mean, it, I say Trump as a shorthand for, it doesn't matter if it's Trump. It, does, it doesn't matter. We as a collective body of critical thinkers that are exposing the rot Starting with the DOD, expanding out to the other institutions. Luckily, we have some courageous whistleblowers that are standing their ground. I mean, you have a like Garrett O'Boyle, Stephen Friend, Kyle Serafin. You're familiar with those names, right? Mm-hmm. From the FBI mm-hmm. that called them out for th- what they were doing. And you have other folks. And then just in the last, this this past few days, since this letter came out, and we've been doing Non-stop discussion of it on the different independent platforms, you know, about it, probably about a half a dozen, maybe more of us that have signed this letter. People are reaching out. Hey, I work here. So-and-so, Hey, I'm active duty. Hey, I support this. I'm getting hit up on LinkedIn more than I've ever had in my uh, last three years of basically not using the platform where they're being supportive, but they're still a little bit of fear because they're hey hey, uh, I still got to get my retirement. I'm still this and that. And my response is usually, you know what? It's going to be on your watch when this country fails. And many of us are going to blame you for it. So please consider that as you determine what you're willing to risk.
0: What's amazing is the and consequences of treason. whistleblowers are coming out. Yeah, well, I mean, what's am- amazing is the consequences of treason and the consequences of crimes against humanity were not enough to deter these fools. So whatever they've done, and this is where most of them are blackmailed. And, and this is where I, I, I always say this, you don't give sympathy to the blackmail. Because blackmails is really an inappropriate term on this. They're willfully participant in a blackmail. Because most, as Flynn pointed out, and I've done the same research, most are involved in some sort of sex act with a child. So what that's telling me, if you're dealing with people of moral bankruptcy a bankrupted moral character that are then complying with intelligence agencies, something like Mossad and others that have set them up, but they didn't have to set them up. They just had to offer them what they most desired. That's the pervasive sickness that's in D.C. It's not
2: hard to blackmail these people because they're worthless scum when they arrive. And that's why we're gonna go into my favorite paragraph of this letter. You teed it up perfectly, Scott. Mm -hmm. Quote, in the coming years, thousands within our network will run for Congress and seek appointments to executive branch offices. While those of us still serving on active duty will continue to put fulfilling our oaths ahead of striving for rank or position. For those who achieve the lawful authority to do so, we pledge to recall from retirement the military leaders who broke the law and we'll convene courts-martial for the crimes they committed. For those of us who attain legislative offices, we pledge to introduce legislation to remove all retirement income for the military leaders who were criminally complicit, and we will ensure none serve in nor retire from the senior executive service. That's the bare minimum that's what's going to happen, and then we take it from there.
0: Mm -hmm. No, you have to, because this is... When the SES class is, is obviously one of the deep rots within our government. And it's been the rollover where generals and other people can of senior influence can roll into and get a nice cush job that guarantees them a dual pension retirement. And they're untouchable in that SES class. People don't even
2: realize the power these people have because they were designed by the Bush clan to... Right, I mean, it's generational relationships that protect their fiefdoms. Correct that were built and predicated on avaricious corruption. There it is.
0: Well said. So this has to be, something that I mean, it's not has to be, this is something that these people will probably think that they're still safe. But so I go back to that example of SOCOM. When the first course marshals comes out of SOCOM and holds a senior leader, hopefully one star or above, Two or three would be better. Holds them accountable for treason, violation of their oath, and crimes against humanity, and puts that fool to death because that's what the punishment is. I don't have to make that up, and it's not a threat. It's right in there in UCMJ. Then you're going to see a shockwave, and you want to see the rats run for cover and start turning on each other? There you go. And it will Mm -hmm. be the greatest moment we've had since this whole uh, open war began. And the thing is that I have as politicized as SOCOM can be, I have deep faith in the people that are in that organization because it's what I call You
2: probably, if I can ask real quick during the whole enforcement of the illegal mandate, Mm -hmm. I had numerous people reaching out to me because they, you know, they saw what I was trying to do and like, Hey, how do I get, get out of this. I This is too risky. I just don't want to submit myself to that. And I was stepping them through and explaining it. Most of them reluctantly, they did not want to accept that jab, but for some reason or other, most of them ended up taking it or quote, taking it on paper. Okay. Right. So those that quote took it on paper, unfortunately put themselves in a compromised position. Yep. Right. And those that did take it ended up complying with an illegal order. I think once we showcase to those that accepted the jab the unlawful order I think most of them at this point regret it like I said before. And they want some sort of mechanism and vehicle to jump onto because it's it's easier I use the analogy, I mean, think of a jungle, very dense jungle. How much, how many calories are necessary to expend to create a trail? The first person that goes through, it's exhausting. But then the second person that goes through that trail, it's so much easier. And then the third and then the fourth. So the 231 of us are literally that first person going through the jungle. It's gonna be so much easier for those, like you said in SOCOM, particularly, because of the warrior ethos and critical thinking skills. And there it's gonna be a a floodgate that opens up where everybody goes through that jungle and then comes after those that are in their little perches on the other side of that dense jungle to go ahead and guarantee accountability. And then maybe somehow we can bring those that then it'll be easy for those that quote unquote on paper took the jab to start to uh, repent. Well, I think
0: here's the thing is you, you start looking at these soldiers and you either followed an illegal order or you tried to sidestep it, even though that by your sidestep, it was illegal. There's gotta be some amnesty in there. If, if you're been, because this, yeah. this, this was a box in situation. I mean, literally you were, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. And what they did to, to tier one assets and the, th- the threat and coercion that they put in pressure they put under these guys, which is one, one of the easiest ones was we won't let you deploy anymore. And two, we're going to hold you accountable to repay every bit of your training, which was in millions of dollars. That's just coercion at the worst kind. And so mm-hmm. when you start to see the courage of these guys, this is what I... Re- Cam Hamilton, running for office, I consider him a class of what I, my way I define that class is the morally incorruptible. Okay. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's what comes out of tier one, tier two as well. I mean, we're talking of guys that are morally incorruptible. And it means something when to say that and for them to step into the public light, because you know that they already do. They put their life on the line where most people couldn't even imagine the things that they do. And so you take these guys and encourage them, which I am, and we're praying for them, seriously. And we're, we're praying for their families because this isn't just a physical war. We've got to be waging this in the spirit, and we're doing it. And that's where Bars Nation community is all behind this. We, this nation loves its military. Patton even said it. It was Patton's Christmas prayer. He, under, he was one of our few generals, which, by the way, Rob Green now steps into that arena too. One of these few generals that understood that before you do an operation, you seek counsel within prayer and God, and you need prayers to win. Rob Green's that way. Matter he, he said it on the show the other night, and I was just like, do you people hear this? This is a man who walks in the shoes of Patton, literally, because he seeks counsel through prayer first, and then he listens to that guidance. He even wrote it in one of our groups the other day. And, and just that's the level of commitment that we get these guys to, and we have a nation People saying we're praying for you, we're behind you, and we'll stand with you. If they understand that, I know
2: these guys well enough. You know these guys well enough. They don't want recognition. Well, you're one of the generals in this in this war. I mean, it, primarily, it's an information war that they've duped and manipulated us into. And luckily, we're we're turning the tide. They forced us into creating separate platforms to distribute truth, mm-hmm. and now they're on their heels. And it'll be interesting what they try to come back with because, you know, they'll, I'm sure some of them are at work. Oh, without a doubt. the response yeah. <laughs> this weekend. They didn't plan on it. But guess what? If they think that this is going to ease up, <laughs> please think that. Think that we're going to ease up. Oh, I forgot we to do just, something I always do. This is the droplet of water as we pour the water into the glass. That's the precursor to the appetizer. Before the 17-course meal. All right. But I forgot to do something I usually do because by the nature of this show,
3: it's important (laughs) to
2: do.
0: And we just want to say welcome, NSA, FBI, and DHS, and and NCI. What you scumbags are listening. The one thing that I hope you hear is truth because we know.
2: I've always said that too. Aren't you afraid they're listening in on you? I want them to get educated as they listen to you and me. Yeah. Because they're going to have to check everything they're saying, and as they check it and double check it, the institution starts to come over to our side. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because the individuals do.
0: You've got your little agency desk monitor. I'm, I'm most of it's AI, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and they're sitting there listening. And that's the other thing we forget, which I, I've said this before. One of the greatest things we did, and it, in, at least in my platform, because we were, I, I am so faith driven, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. But what I was explaining to people is the more you spread that, you're also training AIs. Don't kid yourself. Because the AIs are learning right, from their absolutely. interaction. So you're impacting the moral, this human-made moral gauge within AI. You're literally a corrupting their their corrupted program. We're going to corrupt it in a good way. So fight that way, because that's what
2: it has to be. And when you get now, to Scott, truth, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt, but... I'm going to have to go shortly, and I was wondering if we could pivot for a few minutes because I'm going to be heading over to uh, do a rally over at the Department of Justice and then go over to the Capitol to pay my respects to Ashley Babbitt. Today's the three-year anniversary. Oh, it is. Oh, anniversary.
0: My I, didn't, I missed that.
2: Okay, yeah. Okay, go ahead. What do you, What would you like to pivot to? M- so Senor it looks like they posted that it's Happy Entrapment Day a few minutes ago. So he's, he's tracking it. No, I just, I think I would, if possible, I'd like to highlight that a lot of this avaricious corruption is by controlling the levers of power, right? And obviously the presidency is a, and vice presidency, is a strong institutional power that is able to influence. I, I would argue that the vice presidency has so much more influence over our constitutional order than the presidency, And the speaker of the house, even more so the speaker of the house drives the direction in which that six to $7 trillion budget, how it's shaped and a lot of people miss on miss out on that. And so what you saw on January 6th and the levers of power downstream from that speaker of the house, the insider baseball game that if you missed it, (laughs) listen to the first two times I've been on your show, Scott, right? I'm not going to rehash all that and all the players within that particular branch of government. But I think the information war is being won. And I think you're going to see a big pivot today because of all the documentary movies that are coming out, that came out this week, last couple of weeks, and then coming out today that I wanted to highlight to you and your audience so that you're tracking them. Because I'm obviously very well steeped in in this fight to expose the Fed's direction. So if you haven't seen it, J6 timeline, uh, it came out. It gives the best summary in about an hour of the lawless activity by name of D.C. Metro and U.S. Capitol Police that were on the ground. It still doesn't expose the leadership decision making uh, things that occurred that I'm still focused in on exposing in the broader picture there. Uh, have you seen Let My People Go or heard of it? No, Scott, I, no, I have not. I was just thinking, as you said. that's another one that I highly recommend. It's a documentary that literally it explains that January 6th does not happen without an illegal November 3rd, right? And the prelude to the November 3rd of 2020, and then the post November 3rd of 2020 of what occurred in order to conduct a, a wholeheartedly illegally conducted election to where we are not, we're not led by, got those that we consented to. Okay. And then, to, uh, which kind of leads to today there's Patriot day is coming out from one of the J six prisoners, Jake Lang. Uh, Epoch times is doing J six part two. And the last one is uh, capital punishment part two. And I believe I'm making a little cameo on that one. But I think in in the collective, those documentary movies are gonna continue to expose and and it'll hopefully give me some more insight of where I can help guide the appropriate staff and member member and members of Congress, particularly on the Subcommittee on Oversight, House Admin Committee, Congressman Barry Loudermilk and his staff, to make sure that not only do we expose those that were involved in the illegal behavior that day from the perspective of those from the government that conducted illegal activity, the legislative branch specifically, but then create a mechanism for accountability. Just like in this declaration, it says here, however, as service members and veterans, we feel particularly responsible for the DOD and in accordance with our oaths, we will make every effort to demonstrate by example, how an institution can put its own house in order. Now I signed this because I am, a, yes, I'm a veteran. But beyond that, because of my position and where God's placed me here in the DC area, there's a bigger fight also that I'm trying to expose in the same vein, in the same light, and the same ethos as this document is written as it applies to the DOD, but for the broader federal government. And I'm I'm gonna take that to the grave just like I'm doing with trying to auto-correct our DOD. I'm gonna do everything in my power to autocorrect this lawless and avaricious corruption within the entire deep state body politic. I like so I've got a gift for you today.
0: And sir. It's this. I was originally going to schedule this show for Monday night, but because of what you just said, I just rescheduled it for tonight on Jan 6. Oh, wow. Thank you. It's going to go up tonight. So um, I'll work and get this done. And that way, I think this is an appropriate piece here because I I really wasn't paying a lot of attention. And I I have to, this this is me, so you understand what I'm saying. I've stayed back from January 6 for a lot of reasons. Mm The level of corruption and deceit and, and has been enormous. I have a lot of concerns for all of the, not all, but a number of the prisoners not being who they say they are. And I have good reason for saying this. And so mm-hmm. I, I am... You have a very good reason for saying that. Right. And, in my opinion as well. Right. So I think that the, this this immediate rush to just say, it's, it, it has a real wag the dog sense to it, even for some of the folks that are inside. And I give one example that I know can be explained, but I'm still being cautious. When people tell me, like, I've taken a cell phone, I got my attorney to get me a cell phone inside there, we're taking pictures inside. I'm like, really? (laughs) Um, Martha Stewart couldn't get a cell phone in her low security prison, federal prison. So I'm just making comments in in general that for people to be cautious about. Yes. Because there are so so many people.
2: No, I know you But are. I still communicate with everyone. Yeah, no, no. I get it. So to I I'm understand just... the full context. And then some of my conclusions I keep to myself and continue to ops test everybody in the system right. that yeah. I interact with to, to figure out what actually happened fully Agreed. on okay. January 6th.
0: And not taking any away from that. But that's so my my support for January 6th. People have asked me, like, why don't you get deeper in it? Because of that. I'm cautious on this. This smells like a rat half the time. And I'm not taking mm-hmm. away from
2: those true prisoners it, that are inside. <laughs> more than even chance using assessment language. Right. Uh, you're right. <laughs> right. And so I'm not like, you know, I'm not certain or almost certain, but that's probably a more than even chance agreement with you. So what's in, what January 6th represents, however, is a coup against the
0: people. A coup mm-hmm. by the government against the people. that staged this thing to look exactly like the Weinman moment to follow the Wyman dynasty in Germany and they did it all to do to look like it was a, it, to me even have the photo visuals to
2: make it look it was brilliantly executed correct it was. I must concede that they brilliantly outman using Chris Miller when I spoke with him, former acting Secretary of Defense mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi outmaneuvered us. Is what he told me. Yep. The only question we have out there. He didn't know the details. That's where I'm kind of looking in it. Yeah. Um, But definitely. Because all the legal, lawful, discretionary, generational uh, relationships, uh, power that she has accumulated. And that office has accumulated over the course of our nation's history. They leveraged that maximally to block the exposure of an illegally conducted and illegally certified election from seeing the day of light in the courts, on social media, on mainstream media, and then ultimately before the whole country and world to see on C-SPAN uncensored, they did it to block that from being shown and heard. And they're continuing to still cover it up. Yep.
0: So, I mean, this is, um, Nancy Pelosi comes from, a, her father was a Mafia Don. So, I mean, I don't know why people are surprised. She's In learned Baltimore, some more. Yeah. Right? I mean, just this is some of the creeps that run our government or did. She's been suspiciously
2: absent, which is not sure what that means. But anyway. Um, I did, I did approach her a couple of weeks ago and try to ask her a question. Hmm. I asked her about, I can't remember what I exactly asked, but I asked her, what involvement her daughter, Alexandra, and her son-in-law, Michael Voss, had in the Fed's direction was pretty much what I asked her. Her and her security guards, I mean, I have video of it. I mean, for an 80-something-year-old woman, she was in a dead sprint to the elevator to get away from me. That's going to make you feel good. That was so therapeutic. I'm going to do more of that as much as I can.
0: <laughs> it's cathartic. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's like another
2: level and guess what they're back in session this week so i'm probably gonna create another opportunity or a dozen just like that mm-hmm. in the coming days
0: okay i know you got to get going so um tell everybody where they can find your Substack and your work because it's important
2: sure and so thanks scott IvanRaklin.substack.com. Uh, I wish I would be able to write more, but there's so many activities going on. Bottom line is when you're when you're going in my Substack, yes, there's good content in there. You're, you're primarily helping me do the research to then subsequently do interviews like this with substantive receipts. And then uh, I do end up trying to capture that also in written form. So you're helping me maneuver in a way where I don't have to rely on any other sort of uh, uh, leverage that others – would have over me with a job, et cetera, so that I can just freely expose the rotten corruption. And then I also post a lot of my current musings on X at this point, primarily now that Elon, at least for now, is allowing the free flow of information. It's Ivan Raiklin is my non-censored account. And my censored account still is just my last name, Raiklin. Yeah, I'm one of those. Banned for life It's a badge of honor. I'm, I'm going to try to see what I can do <laughs> to get you back.
0: They don't like me. And I, I do think that had something to do with me through a series of posts with a large account of came and bringing at least the structural receipts to talk about Jack Dorsey as a pedophile. I was pretty open about it, like not at all hiding it. So, And I wasn't even trying to like soft shoe it. So they probably didn't like that too much. I know that it upset somebody up there because when I re- the first. Yeah, it might it have gotten the Jack. Yeah, it got the Jack. <laughs> I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. It's no question. All right, we always close with a prayer. Let me pray for you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Father, God, I just want to thank you for this man. He has really got a heart of a warrior, not warrior of Christ, and we need more like him. And just let him continue to blaze the trail as he does to lift up those that are timid, weak, or even those who are just hesitant and not knowing where to step. Let his words, his his courage, let his point of the spear fight, shine a light on the corruption and the evil to bring it to light and to allow those around them that may hesitate or may pause to be inspired by his strength and his courage and his relentless fight to devastate this evil. Father, we are blessed with all that he brings and what he's a part of and let Ivan Ranklin be a name that we remember, a name that is synonymous with pursuit of truth justice, and truly a a spiritual resetting of the morality of this nation. Bless him and guide him, bless his family, protect them, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Amen, my brother, as always. Honored to conduct the hat trick on the Bards FM. I'm telling you, this is good. I you know every time we do these shows I there's
0: a part of me in the back of my mind that sits here and smiles because I know that somebody's listening.
2: <laughs> I'm smiling the whole time right now. <laughs> and and somebody's cuz I know this is going to get out to uh, <clears throat> a whole bunch of warriors. Yeah. And it's going to put another quiver, you know, in yeah. there. Look, I and I just like want to use the term ice pick. Right. It just sharpens that ice pick cuz we're transitioning from poking the bear to pulling out the ice pick. And mm-hmm. we're just sharpening it and sharpening it.
0: Well, you know that from a covert position, the ice pick is a favorite tool, so just saying. Just saying just too. Just saying. <laughs> so just and just I just want you to, to I'd like you to get it I'd like to get an endorsement from you on this statement at the end before we close. I believe in our military, and I believe particularly right now in this hour in Special Operations Command. I believe you've got it in your heart to do the right thing. And I hope that this story today, I hope that these stories that we give here inspire you because we need you. We need you in this fight with the people. You're not separate. You're loved. We're praying for you. We're supporting you. And there's a mass amount of people out here that'll stand with you.
2: But right now we need you to do the right thing within the ranks. So Yeah, let me just add by saying this. Now, some of you guys know me. Some of you guys didn't like me. Some of you guys may have liked me. A put all that aside and let's come down to the brass tacks, right? You got to put food on the table. You're smart. You got, you know, got critical thinking skills way more than most people in society. You're trained way better than most people in society. You're going to succeed in any endeavor you put yourself to. Are you going to be remembered as those that didn't even know your oath stems from title five U S code section three, 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 one, And then you're going to tell your children and grandchildren and your friends and family uh, as you're aging that, you know what, I didn't stand up. I just watched people. I didn't stand up because of name the reason, X, Y, and Z. And I let my country collapse in and on itself. Meanwhile, I had the opportunity to do something about it. I just hesitated. And even knowing that, you know, when you're in combat, whoever hesitates first usually loses. Knowing that, you still hesitated. Well, now is not the time to hesitate. Now is the time to take the bold step, make that move that you you know deep down in your heart and your mind you need to take so that you can live with yourself moving forward and you can sleep well at night knowing that you made the right decision. And there's going to be vignettes down the road written about you for taking that bold step, courageous move to go ahead and help in auto-correcting the lawlessness currently taking place within the leadership of the DOD and above. Amen. Join us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're ready.
0: We've been ready. It's time Time to buckle up, man. Get your kid on. Let's
2: go. I'm heading into the belly of the beast right now. All right.
0: <laughs> so this will air tonight for you in honor of you tonight.
2: Fantastic. No, it's not me. I mean, it's, well, it should be an honor, right? It's uh, n- with, with all due respect, obviously, in honor of Ashley Babbitt. I'm going to be with her mother, Mickey Whithoff, uh, as I go into DC, uh, she, her, her husband just filed a 30 million wrongful death lawsuit against Michael Byrd, who was promoted from Lieutenant. To captain still serving on the U.S. Capitol Police, this this is the level of corruption we're facing, folks. The uh, this is uh, to remember Roseanne Boylan, who was brutally beaten and murdered by Lila Morris, Metropolitan Police Department officer. And then those two that unclear on how they passed were Benjamin Phillips and Kevin Greason. Remember, those were there were only four people that died or were murdered on cap uh, on January 6th at the Capitol. All four of them were peaceful and unarmed election justice rally attendees. Everything else is a lie. The closest thing to a law enforcement official passing away in the vicinity of January 6th was the following day. The coroner's report said that he died due to natural causes which always begs the question for me, did he die from the Moderna variant natural cause of death? Or did he die from the Pfizer variant natural cause of death on the following day of J6? Hmm. Good questions. Questions at the end of
0: this thing, we're going to answer all of them, Mm -hmm. all of them. And, this criminal network and all of those complicit fools will be exposed and held accountable. And so my my last statement here today is this, if you're in the government, I don't care if you're on the border, if you're in some cubicle warrior up in DC, or if you're in a senior executive class, think carefully now every step you make because the people are awake and we're moving. We're coming for you legally, lawfully and ethically, but we're gonna hold you accountable. And you will not
2: escape this at all. And if you're clean, you got nothing to hide, guess what? The ship's sinking. You might want to get on the winning team. Yep. Have a blessed day, man. Awesome to have you on the
0: show today. Appreciate it. Love you. Love it.
2: All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Scott. Thank right, talk, you.
0: Talk to you soon. God man. bless. God bless. Okay,
2: bye-bye. Patriots, that was
0: Lieutenant Colonel Retired Ivan Ranklin. He's a force to be reckoned with in D.C. His specialty is intelligence, and he uses it for his greatest advantage, for the saving of the republic and for the patriots out here fighting. It's a great interview to have today, and it's a good day to reflect on all of us and to continue to keep those in jail for, for demonstrating and using their rights under the Constitution that have been incarcerated to make an example of them for J6, all of them need to be kept in our prayers. Be careful, like we said in this, to jump into everything without asking questions. Think critically at all times. This is a war of deception and they are constantly manipulating things. But the fact of the matter is that right now, what isn't a deception is there's 231 signatories that have sent a letter to the Joint Chiefs and informed people by name in the Pentagon that they're going to be held accountable. And this war is real. And we can be assured that that's not going to stop from this channel or anybody else out here that has influence. We're going to continue to keep the pressure on. Because we cannot stop until every single person that instigated this and was complicit in this crime is held accountable. And those, cr- those punishments will vary. But at the end of the day, everybody has to be exposed. The root of all of this that Ivan Ranklin pointed out today which is so important to keep in mind, as you notice how he took everything that he's doing and he brought it right down to the county, which we've talked about so many times. The power of the sheriff, the power of the local district attorney, and the power of the county commission. We have to get those under our control. So if there's a fight you want to engage in, get there. Stay local, stay focused, and win your counties. It's great to talk about the high-level stuff, great to dream about who's gonna be president at the end of the day, that's not going to make any difference. The sheriff has as much authority at a county level as a president does at a national level. And we need to get sheriffs in power that understand that, that are willing to use their constitutional authority to mobilize with district attorneys and to start doing the right thing. That means all of us have a place to play. So if you're looking for a place to step in and do something great then get involved in your county. County commissions need to be reset to be in alignment with where this war has brought us. That means they have to be constitutionally focused. They have to be constitutionally Republic focused, which is we, the people. It's understanding what that means. It means that we need to get back to paper ballots. We need to get down to true accountability of the vote. We need to hold these dirtbags accountable and we need to go after them, even if they're not, if they seem like they're out of reach, like you made the example of the general, who live off post and live in the county, they are now under the jurisdiction of that sheriff. We have to have courage in this fight. And this fight is, that's the legal side. And then there's this, which we should never and can never forget. This fight begins in the spirit. This is where we wage war. And we wage war with a heart that loves, not a love a heart that hates. Because when we enter in with a loving and forgiving heart, God's justice flows. And that's the key. We aren't out here to wage war in a violent and angry way. That's their game because that's what the demonic does to try to corrupt the flesh. We need to keep clear and separate the sin from the sinner. We need to be clear that we are waging war here in a spiritual realm to literally open up God's justice to bring it down on this earth. And that's our job praying against principalities, praying against these crimes, praying against these people that are in the shadows to bring them into light. That's something we do every day. And you combine that then with actions in your county and continuing to build your local economies, continuing to build self-sustainment or sustainability that breaks from the corporate yoke. We are, we are seeing a tide shift here of a magnitude that is uncomprehendable on, the, on a national scale, if it, if it really catches wind. And if it does catch momentum like it looks like it will, you will see full corporations fall, you will see government collapse, and you will see accountability and justice like you've never dreamed. And I believe that's well within reach. So final note if you want to pray for a group of people, pray for Special Operations Command. There are great people in other command. I'm not taking away from anybody in the military. There's great people throughout our military. But as you've heard the case made and and Ivan Rankin agrees with me, as do others. The most pivotal point we can do right now is to get Special Operations Command somewhere in there to conduct an investigation and to bring one of these flag officers to accountability under UCMJ, which would be a trial for for justice and likely treason with charges would be treason and crimes against humanity in violation of the oath. And when we do that and you get one of those things happening from from SOCOM, Special Operations Command, you watch how the world changes because the military will follow faster than any other place and they will follow with a vengeance. The one great thing about the military is once it starts on a process, it is like a tsunami. They will clean their ranks. They will reset that organization. And we have to get the military reset right now. We need to clean it out of this defiled leadership, We need to clean out this satanic corruption. We need to clean out this ugly sexual perversion that has drifted in under the name of transgenderism and homosexuality and lesbianism. And we need to clean it out. It needs to go back to being a moral structure rooted in Christian ethics, period. And when we get back to that, you'll see an engine that will truly do what it's intended to do, to defend against enemies foreign and domestic. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time in this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, keep your prayers up. This is J6. This is a dater. Never forget. See you tomorrow morning for Bended Knee. Or for Jesus and coffee, excuse me, our weekly prayer and healing. Until then or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now.
3: Oh, I
5: want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the deep. Get back.